Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochilpreno. Good morning, Andy. Early morning to you, mate. Yeah. Coming to you from Los Angeles, California today. Looked like maybe would have to come to you from someplace else again this weekend. But no, I will be back in Los Angeles for Monday's episode. So... As far as the listener or the viewer of our beautiful new YouTube stream uh, is concerned, I'm just here in Los Angeles, California. But what the listener should know is that between now and when you next see me here from this very seat, I will be in Wilmington, North Carolina, where I'll be performing at the Dead Crow Comedy Club. Two shows tomorrow, two shows Saturday. You know, Andy, over the years, I've gotten a lot of when are you coming into the Carolinas? When are you coming in? When are you when are you come? How come? Hey man, let me know when you're coming. Well, I'm coming. I'm coming. I was there with Eddie Ift last year. I'm returning gloriously as a headliner. Get your tickets. Do not. I always appreciate it when dirtballs come to the shows, but do not be the dirtball that sends me a message and says, "I didn't know you were coming to North Carolina." After I post a fucking clip from there, you know, on Tuesday. Get your tickets now. Deadcrowcomedyroom.com. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Plugs out the gate, fam. Yeah, I mean, gotta, you know. No, well, you have to. Let's let's sell some ticks, you know well, I mean? and, and you have to do it because I, I know some people don't tune in through the end of the show, which for the record, you really should because not only do we have good plugs, sometimes we have some funny bits that happen in the last well, we, I feel like show. we always we always start plugs and then something else comes up and we just do it. Yeah. So those people who tune out, I I wonder how many times in dirty sports history we've started plugs like it was the end of the show, and the episode has gone on at least another twenty minutes. Like exactly. it's happened. It's happened a handful of times. No, for sure. Well, we're doing this today. We were gonna try to do it last night, but I have a awful stomach bug stomach virus i don't know just picture lloyd from dumb and dumber that has been me for about 36 hours now how's that going for you sitting on the toilet oh it's awful is there anything worse only when it's coming both ends only when you're getting chinese finger cuffed yeah is that what that's called i mean that's the you know the (laughs) the the famous chinese finger cuff from uh chasing amy is a, a sex move but, sure that's what I, that's uh, what i thought but, but you know there's there's the sick version where uh-huh. you're where you're come getting it on both ends too luckily there hasn't been vomiting but just i think of the classic george brett line water water that that's that's what's been happening to me just straight water since about 3 a.m tuesday night and it's to that point because I'm not going to hold back. I'll let everybody. It's that point where like it hurts to wipe my butt. What's uh, gross. 
What's uh, it's so wrong? What's the cause of this? I don't know. I think it's just a bug. You know, it's just a virus. Like, you know, you, you get like a 24, 48 hour stomach virus. It, it wasn't food. I, I, I cooked. I cooked dinner Tuesday night. So I thought, hey, maybe it's maybe it's something I cooked. But my supposed girlfriend, Brittany, did not get sick. Yeah. Classic. Classic. You know, the 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 superhuman uh, guts of a fictional girlfriend. I can't believe Brittany you sick. <laughs> Roscoe has not been sick yet. He's 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 been holding his bowels correctly. So it it's just been me kind of just living in the toilet. Nothing worse. I, I thought I had crossed the crossed it last night. You know, I had I, you, that just made me think of remember the remember in the Rocky movie, the uh living in America, living on the toilet. That's been me. It sucks. But hey, what are you gonna do, man? What right? are you gonna do? Who who did the living in America? I forget who that was. Because I know James Brown had that song. Yeah. The Rocky the Rocky soundtrack's actually pretty good. Yeah, oh yeah. There's gotta but, be a there's gotta be a disc that's like all the soundtracks in one, right? No, there is. Yeah. They'll make my workout mix a lot. Like a lot of them are real good. Which, by the way, can I just say something real quick about Sylvester Stallone? I was talking to my brother about this the other day. We were, we were laughing. He's more ripped and more jacked at seventy five than he was in yeah. any Rocky movie. How are you guys? Did... Are you guys watching Tulsa King? Is that why this came up? I think we saw an ad for it and we just started laughing. <laughs> and, and and we said, "Look, man. So my my dad, my dad would have been. My dad was born in forty three. So like, my dad would have been seventy eight last year." And that's what basically we were saying. We're like, dude, Rocky's like, how old dad would be? Like, yeah. like, can you imagine dad just ripped out of his mind, just kicking ass? No. Yeah. Can you imagine your dad walking in and be like, Andy, you don't put away the pizza. I'm going to fucking kick your ass. <laughs> I, mean, I started, my, my brother made me start watching Tulsa King. Mikey was like, you got to watch Tulsa King. And just God, like the the uh, the ads just made me be like, no. And I started watching it, and it is pretty bad. But it's also there's something about it where I'm like, I'm gonna keep watching this shit, aren't I? You want you want to watch the trailer? Hey man, this is this is what I'm doing now. The new technology. I kind of want to watch the trailer. I haven't seen the trailer. Can can we put on the trailer? Sure. I, I think we should put on the trailer of uh, of Tulsa King. Let's see, let's see if I can figure this. I'll out. tell you my problem with it after the. My number one problem with it. Let's let's see if I can figure this out. All right. Well, Andy tries to figure it out. I'll give you guys the premise. Can, oh, can, here we go. Can you see it? Yep. I kept my mouth shut for 25 years. I don't know what you're expecting. Now that you're back. I'm respecting adequate compensation. Tulsa. What's Tulsa? I want you to go there. The horse race, the Springboard Mile. There's nobody doing nothing. You can do whatever you want. Not exactly the welcome I was expecting. James Tyson, welcome to Tulsa. Two grand a week. You drive for me now. What crew runs this neighborhood? No crew up in here. You're in the middle of nowhere. What do you mean? I assume you don't have Keontae. 
actually assume correctly. I wouldn't have pegged you if it's the Boy Scout. Really? This wasn't necessary. What is that? This wasn't necessary. <laughs> oh my God, is he dead? No, he's taking a break. This is how it's going to work. So from the gangs. What gangs? And the law. This is legal. You got to know your risk. There was no risk until you came along. Ever heard of Black McAdam? Motorcycle gang. You're overplaying your hand. When I play my hand, you won't see it coming. Well, In the box? Nah. This situation is not going to be controllable for much longer. Sit down! Pretty good appetite for someone who was just shot at. I stopped eating every time somebody tried to hurt me. I'd be a skeleton. I would be a bum. If you get on me. If they were in the market? Nah, there's no such a thing. Just a one off? Or one of many? Too soon to tell. What? Too soon to tell. So, here's the thing. If I if I had to poop every time somebody tried to hurt me, I'd be Andy Ruther. Uh, after watching that trailer, I have no clue what that's about. It's about a guy who's a mob mob capo, and he gets out of the, he gets out of jail, and there's nothing here for you in New York anymore. So if you want to earn, you got we're giving you Tulsa. So he's a New York mobster who's got to go and fucking work Tulsa. Here's my my problem with the premise. Uh, like immediately as a premise, I hate it because it's like, I don't. It, to me, it never bothers me when like okay, like because I know nothing about it. But like the Russian mob, I have no idea how the inner workings of the Russian mob work or whatever. So when John Wick does whatever, and John Wick, I'm like fine. But the idea that a guy in the Italian mafia does 25 years and specifically doesn't say anything to anybody and doesn't flip and then comes out and they're like, we got nothing for you. It's like literally the entire premise of the mafia is that you go in and you say nothing. And when you come out, you're taken care of forever. The, I just like the premise alone, you come out now we got to send you to Tulsa. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's it's literally then nobody would ever go in and not flip. They're like, oh, I come out, I gotta go to Oklahoma. Why don't I just fucking become state's witness? Yeah. Like well, the whole premise is retarded. He's he's 76. Uh, again, like sorry dude. for saying the R word. I I never use that anymore. I think it might have been the presence of Sylvester Stallone in the trailer. So, so yeah, you know, I <laughs> I, I developed the show with Paramount. Gene Marty Hunt put in the YouTube comments, subtitles are a must. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I watched it with subtitles. Absolutely. Like, the fact that Stallone is mumbling so much that you have to put on subtitles is amazing. Yeah. He's 76. Again, he's more ripped now. HGH is a wonderful drug. You know what? I always wonder how somebody like that's heart just doesn't explode. Like if you're on all that stuff. How does you, he live to be that long? You mean the human growth hormone, Andy? <laughs> so that's you could just say HGH. No, I'm saying human growth hormone. <laughs> uh, you go. 
What was oh, that last man. thing? <laughs> so my girlfriend I mean, the other day was like, is Rocky good? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I, 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 I just I almost fell over. She'd never seen Rocky. How old is she? 32. Exactly. But I was like, Rocky's like a legit great movie. Like it's, you know, I'm sure on like historical movie rankings, AFI's top, like it's the top oh, yeah. it's a great movie. movie of all time. It's a great movie. And obviously, you know, he wrote it. I mean, it's, it's a great story. It's a phenomenal movie. And it's like the, it's become the, the whole lightning rod for the entire city of Philadelphia, which I yeah. do always find funny that they have a statue of a fictional character in the yeah. city. Yeah. Like, does anybody else have that? Are there any other cities that have a fictional character statue? I have no idea. I don't, there's not a lot of other cities where, um, where the majority of the population can't tell the difference between movies and reality. So there's that. <laughs> the guy. Oh. He's from here. And that's why we love him, because he's from here. Are he you drank, in for the he drank this would have grown up? How much are you rooting against the Eagles this weekend? Andy, I hope the like here's the thing. I don't really have any rooting interest in um you know any of these teams in particular winning at all. You know, like it'd be great to see Burrow and the Bengals. You know, uh, th th there's some part of me that's like, oh, if Chiefs and Mahomes win it, it's kind of like the rightful thing. Like they've been so good for so long. They only have one. Um, it would be cool for the Brock Purdy story. I'll, I, you know, any one of those teams. But like the bottom line is I have three favorite football teams now. And it's those three teams. It's whoever, like if like the Niners are my favorite football team, my, my, I care more about Niners football than I care about Giants football right now. Um, and then should should the Eagles somehow win and go on to play the AFC? I'm I'll wear a fucking I'll um I'll do I'll do black guy at the mall in the nineties. I will get a jacket that just has all the AFC teams on it. Just be like, I am here rooting for the AFC. I'm an AFC guy. Who do you think has the best shot. Well, let, I, let me rephrase that. Do you think the Chiefs or the Bengals would be the favorite against either of those two teams? Do I think the Chiefs or the Bengals would be the um? I don't know. Uh, probably. I mean, if it, it feels like if the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl, I think the Bengals are the favorites, the favorite. right? Right. Yeah. Uh, what Vegas favorites to win the Super Bowl right now? If the, if the Bengals if the Bengals beat the Chiefs, I would assume they'd be the favorite. Yeah. In the Super Bowl. Yeah. No matter who they play. Yeah. I mean, I think it. I think this weekend could determine a lot. I, you know, like to see who who comes out. I mean, if the Bengals come out and beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, you know, twenty seven ten, for sure. But vice versa. Let's let's say let's say. Um, you know, Chiefs Chiefs win a close one at home and the Niners go into Philadelphia and win 31-10. Do, do you think that they're probably a favorite going into the Super Bowl? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think that'll happen. I don't think that'll happen either, but it'll be interesting. Yeah. One thing's for sure. Any anybody but the Eagles. Their fans are just such trash. Even even this week being online. But you know, I've seen I've seen a lot of ridiculous things on you know, going on in football. I got I was caught in an argument with delusional uh Seahawks fans yesterday about Pete Carroll's coach of the year candidacy and whatever. And it's like, you know, I always say follow the fandom. Oh, every Seahawks fan thinks Pete Carroll should be coach of the year. Aren't you the guys that wanted Pete Carroll fired and let Russ cook and the game has passed him by and whatever. It's like, what an absolute just embarrassment for Seahawks fans at this point. Like, why are we even arguing? You you guys are literally embarrassing yourself just by arguing for Pete Carroll coach of the year. Um, but like, Eagles fans remain. Why, why was he not on that list, though? I mean, that's fair. Why, why is Pete Carroll not on Here's why. List? Because you don't you don't win coach of the year for improving from seven wins to nine wins. And the fact that everybody said going in to the season that the, the Seahawks were going to be the worst team in football doesn't make you doesn't make that true. Just because everybody underestimated Pete Carroll to the point where they thought underestimated Pete Carroll and oh and overrated grossly for years Russell Wilson doesn't mean that your doesn't mean that those predictions should matter in in reality what happened is Pete Carroll took another quarterback made him really good and they went from seven wins to nine wins you don't get to be coach of the year because you went from seven wins to nine wins now if he had gone from three wins back to nine wins. That's a different story. But this theory that the the Seahawks were going to be a dumpster fire because the God, the quarterback God, Russell Wilson left was always flawed. And I, I, I yelled that for as long as I could fucking yell it. I yelled it till my goddamn throat hurt. I don't. So like, are the votes already in? Cause the finalists are announced. I don't know. And all the awards. Burrow, or I'm sorry, uh, Allen Burrow hurts Jefferson Mahomes for your MVP finalist. It'll go to Mahomes. It should go to Mahomes. Defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, Michael Parsons. I'd assume it'd either be Bosa or Parsons. Comeback player of the year is interesting. Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Geno Smith. Probably either... Barkley or Geno Smith coach of the year. Do you think Dable wins it? Um, it's, it's who Dable Peterson and Kyle Shanahan. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's Shanahan probably. I mean, nice, nice story um, with the Brock Purdy thing, but uh, I think it's probably Dable or Peterson. Um, both of them go into the playoffs. Both of them end up winning a playoff game. Um, but I think, I mean, if you look at if you look at the fact that you get to the divisional round of the NFC playoffs and it's three NFC East teams and he's able to make a playoffs in that division in year one and win a playoff game um, to me. Yeah, I think it's his award, but obviously I'm biased, but also, you know, to me, it's like, what what the hell are we even arguing if you're out there like 
you know, saying like, oh, it's this kid's it's like the, the finalists are already out. And you're again, like that was that that's a frustrating conversation. It's like you are going to be out there saying we're supposed to win two games. Well, just because you guys are stupid and we're stupid before doesn't mean that your stupidity means that he's somehow fucking. Oh, my God. He turned it all around. There was no turn. He didn't turn it around. You, the, the, the turnaround that was needed was fictional because you guys are fucking smooth brained idiots. We were yeah. the worst team in football. That actually never happened. That was theoretical. Yeah, I don't know how the voting works. I don't I don't know if they've already voted. It's, you know, just end of regular season. You would think that would be how they do it because there's going to be bias based on playoffs, right? Oh, you don't yeah, want- yeah. No, no, no. The voting, the voting, it's first of all, it's a regular season award for sure. Okay. Yeah. No, I knew that, but I wasn't sure if they vote because bias would come into play, right? You would hope the voting would happen the week, like the week before, the week of the first playoffs, but before yeah. the first playoff games have started because yeah. then, yeah. you know, somebody could have a meltdown game and that would be bias would come into play. I don't know. I know that I know the NFL is now just everything's a day. Like the award ceremony is a whole thing now. Yeah. They have like a host and you know, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. They just, they just create the, the, has anyone created more days, quote unquote, like holidays in the NFL? No. Like the hallmark had their thing in the NFL was like, hold my CTE. We're going to yeah. beat you. The only other thing is the, the only thing that's done more holidays is, you know, some white chick on Twitter who every day gets up and it's like, it's national tampon day. <laughs> it's national taco day. Yeah. It's national call your fraternity brother day. It's national kiss your mother day. True. National everything bagel day. Don't forget to put everything on your bagel day. I know. It's crazy. And, and and then just 14 days a year, Roger Goodell gets up and goes full Tulsa King, shows up in that girl's fucking living room with a gun. He's like, today is a fucking combine day. You shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> today okay. is fucking Walter Payton man of the year day. So you could take your fucking national fucking everything bagel day and shove it up your fucking ass. If you don't get out of here, you don't get out of here. I'm fucking, I'll take that every bagel. Send you to Tulsa with it. Oh man, I got, I got Roger Goodell. What are you doing in my living room? Is that, is that so faster Stallone with you? Hey, listen, honey, we don't want any trouble. But today, <laughs> today's the day we announce Coach of the Year. So you can, so, so listen. National Oat Milk Latte Day is going to have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> National Oat Milk Latte Day, which I'm sure is a thing. Listen, listen, I don't want to have to be the one that breaks the news to you. Pun intended. But lady ribs is way less sturdy than man ribs, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Oh, wait, if you put in. Go Eagles. <laughs> You put in social media holidays, dude. It's wild if you if you click on it. Like it's 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 funny that you bring that up because I recently was like you know because I was like looking at stuff for for possible content for Gold Star and I just put it in a few weeks ago. I was like, okay, 
social media calendar, holiday count. It's literally every little thing. Yeah. And and it, and it's it, I I don't even know where these things came from. Regardless, I like the Stallone. We need to have more Stallone in the show. Anytime. Rocky seems like the type of guy that would drink Miller Lite. Ah, uh, absolutely. Right? Doesn't he? Yeah. Doesn't he seem like the type of guy who would, you know, have a nice little sparring match, come home exhausted? The original Rocky, I can't believe it didn't like have, you know, it didn't feature a pull tab Miller Lite. Remember the old pull tabs? Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. Seemed like something. Hey, it tastes great. Hey, let's feel, you know what I mean? The original. Like, I'm the original Italian stallion. You know, and he's got to keep his weight. So that 96 yeah. calories and 3.2 carbs. I don't know what a carb is, but I know what calories are. The original Rocky was what year? 77? 78, 77, yeah. Original Rocky was 76. Wow. Which, which would have been perfect because... Miller Lite came out in 1975. You heard about his new beers. No, Mick, you don't understand. It's light beer. I can drink it because it's light beer. You can't be drinking none of that, Mick. No, no, no. You don't understand. It's not beer, Mick. It's light beer. You're not a light. You're a heavyweight, Mick. Oh, but uh, you know you don't understand what I'm saying. The, I'm not like the bees like me. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery. You're options. supposed to be eating eggs, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, oh, you know, you pour the bee in the eggs and do the whole thing. We'll, we'll do that end part again. <laughs> Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports to find delivery options near you, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Well, now you're that- having a delivered rock. <laughs> go run to the store and get a rock. Uh, that's what I was saying. I'll go, I'll go for a run. Might have been my favorite Miller Lite ad read we've ever done. <laughs> rocking, rocking my Miller Lite sweatshirt, Andy. I see, man. It looks fresh. Love this thing. Yeah. By the way, did you did you get some other Miller Lite here? Yeah, I got I got a Miller Lite football T-shirt. Yeah, me too. Look, those look fresh, man. Yeah, yeah. It's got like the it's got like the football sleeves. Yeah, I like it. Those are looking good. Well, we might as well start covering some of these games this weekend. Yeah. But but we got a lot of other stuff to talk about with the NFL because I saw something the other day which I didn't mention, which I just found interesting. Just a quick little stat. A little quick little rug nug. Quick little rug nug. Quarterbacks this year accounted for 15.5% of the league's rushing yards, the most since the AFL NFL merger in 1970. Yeah. But like I, I you know, not surprising, but like, oh, okay. Like the quarterbacks are rushing this much to account for a little over 15% of the rushing yards. 
you don't have to run, but like I always say, you need an athletic quarterback who can move. Yeah, and and I th- I actually you know this is you know you look at um, obviously the the Eagles have a rushing quarterback. Um, it, it's funny because all this and like when all is said and done, here we are with pocket passer, pocket passer, pocket passer, Jalen Hurts, right? It's like through like through the whole like I would I would love to see. I mean, obviously Brock Purdy's only played seven games or eight games or whatever it is in the play in including the playoffs. Um like but on average probably not rushing for that. I would love to see where Burrow, Mahomes, uh, and then the Niners quarterbacks rank in terms of rushing yards for the season. Um, but I think what it is more than anything is athleticism has obviously become more and more valuable, but also not just uh, on teams like the Giants or on teams like the Bills or uh, you know that that were playoff teams or the Eagles, but on bad teams you're going to get those quarterbacks who just go, Hey, listen, we got to do whatever we can to win again. It's, it's, you know, if you specifically look at the giants and the bills, it's an interesting, it's an interesting situation because it's like, again, it it almost is the fact that Josh Allen ran as much as he did. And Daniel Jones ran as much as he did. And these teams didn't end up getting there. It's almost a testament to like, Hey, you know, uh, if you need your quarterback to run that much, maybe you're not truly built to win. It'll be interesting to see uh, with the Eagles this week. Like, um, you know, this is the they're going up against the best defense in football. How many versions of this game do you think can be played where Jalen Hurts doesn't make it through the whole game because they need him to run to win? Yeah. I think in a game like this. And that's a da- it's a dangerous game to play. Yeah. Wouldn't so, it just be wouldn't it just be like the worst NFL like the worst version of the modern NFL is like the Eagles somehow sneak out of this game and Jalen Hurts can't start and we have a Gardner Minshew Super oh, Bowl. That would be terrible. I never thought that would be awful. So I just pulled it up out of curiosity. You got me wondering. Burrow rushed for 257 yards, five touchdowns, but at 3.4 yards a carry, 75 rushes. I'm sure a lot of those were QB sneaks. Mahomes had 61 rushes for 358 yards, four touchdowns. So I think I think they have a lot of those QB sneaks, but I but the two of those guys combined have less rushing yards than Jalen Hurts, right? Who obviously missed a few games. And Purdy's not right; he's just not rushing the ball. But Purdy's athletic; he's mobile. Yeah. No, I, I actually love the way Purdy moves in, in and out of the pocket. Yeah. No, for sure. It's I, it's it's an interesting, you know, it's I I think it's only going to continue to go up because I think that there's are there are going to be these teams that it's like fuck it, what do we give a shit? Like that's going to be part of our offense again to to go back to Rocky. If he dies, he dies. But um you know, I, it'll be interesting to see from year in and year out um, as these teams run their quarterbacks more, as more guys are like, quote unquote, running QBs, how many of them end up making it to the final four, to the final two, to like, it, it'll be interesting. 
Well, I, I agree. I think you you still you have you have to find a balance, and you, you, you like, these guys like just the wear and tear. It's like a car, man. If you don't have good maintenance on your car, it just gets destroyed. <laughs> the wear and tear that these guys have, like a Josh Allen's a prime example. Just the abuse that guy's going to take year after year. We saw with Big Ben. How many games did Big Ben miss every year? Two or yeah. three games a year. Yeah, yeah. You know. I think you just, and I know it's not easy to find, but you just want that athletic quarterback who can run if necessary, but not where you have designed runs. Right. I I, I saw, you know, that that's you, my, that's my hope as, as a Giants fan. Let me tell you my hope, obviously. Um, I'm hoping that we get Dan, Daniel Jones on a reasonable contract. Um, and also that reasonable or not, when they sign him, they go, well, now we have X amount of money invested in him. And I, I hope, I hope Dable says, okay, we obviously need to improve our wide receiver core and give this guy more weapons, improve our offensive line a little bit, protect him a little bit better. And then take what we did this year and say, we always have that. We always have those, that in the bag of tricks, but start throwing the ball more, start handing the ball off more, start throwing more screens and, and always hold on to that thing, but not have the games where Daniel Jones, you know, rushes 12 times or 15 times. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I want to play a clip that I saw from the bills GM because it really reminded me of our show. And things we say. Oh, I, dude, trust me. When I saw it, I was like, I instantly thought of dirty sports, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Cause, cause I think he's a hundred percent right here. And, yeah. and he's talking about how the Bengals are built right now and their roster on rookie deals. And I'm going to play the clip because, of course, you had some butthurt Bengals fans, which for the record, I know I've said this and I'm probably more in tune with this just because I do all that stuff for gold star. So I see Bengals super fans and Bengals fans, Bengals fans, stop being so insecure. Bengals fans care so much about other fan bases. And I don't get it. They do. Yeah. Like be happy that you have a franchise savior of Joe Burrow. Who cares about bills fans or chiefs fans or Ravens fans? Stop caring. Just be happy that, the future's looking good. The future. It's one isn't. of those. It's one of those things where it just. Uh, unfortunately, I think that the Bengals have been so bad for so long, but um, it just shows it's it's insecurity. You know what so, I mean? It's, it's such like insecurity. If you were if if you if you truly felt confident that you're gonna win the fucking Super Bowl, then why would you even give a shit? Like the the last team you beat. You shouldn't even be talking about that. Agreed. You should be like, okay, this is all fucking Chiefs. Chiefs, 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 Chiefs. The fact that you're still talking about the Bills is like, you know, it's insecurity. A hundred percent. Like the Bengals Reddit is just, it's full of that. That's all it is. It's just insecure, hung up on Bills fans, hung up on teams they beat. It's like, guys, who cares? Just be happy. And I saw a lot of complaints about this next video I'm about to play, which, again, I think was a just a great summary of what GMs and building teams, what these guys have to do. So I'm going to play the clip. All right, so I'm going to turn it up a little. So this is uh, the Bills GM 
talking. They're asking about like how the Bengals roster was set up. And he just, you know, he just gives a great answer, which summarizes again, how the Bengals have been able to make this work. No, they have a good team. I mean, um, they right now are on the advantage of a rookie quarterback contract. And, you know, they had some lean years and without getting too much into their build. And, you know, I don't want to I don't want to suck bad enough to have to get Jamar Chase like he's a heck of a talent. I'd love to have him. But you got to you got to go through some lean years to do, to do that. And, you know, they you know, they were able to get Burrow one, and I don't remember where Chase was drafted, but it was pretty high. Like, and those guys are on their rookie deals. We're paying Stefan Diggs a pretty hefty number. We're paying Josh Allen a pretty hefty number. So there is the constraints of the cap, um, but they have a they have a really good team, and they got some good young players. I mean, he's spot on. Just yeah, spot of on course right he's spot on. And and listen, there's a couple there's a couple different responses to that like first of all the uh the 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 insecure Bengals hand like we got Boyd at this and we got Higgins here and we got blah 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 it's like well first of all he didn't mention any of those guys he mentioned Jamar Chase your obvious number one the guy whose arrival when paired with Burrow is literally what took you to the next level um, and he's absolutely right. Now there, there is the, well, you could have had Justin Jefferson, which is true. Um, but what they did and, and you could say smartly or not smartly, but what they did was they took the chance when they had their quarterback on a rookie deal of going like, let's not try to let's not try to hit on a receiver right now. Let's, let's go get one that we know is good because we have Josh Allen on a rookie deal. And now's the time to do that. So that's when they went and got Stefan Diggs. And obviously, yeah, had they not traded that pick, they could have had Justin Jefferson and, and you know what? They might be better off for it right now, but they knew just like the Bengals know that their window, their best window was before they even have to give an elite quarterback his first ever big deal. Yeah. Because Bengals fans, listen, you can live in some alternate reality where suddenly your team is going to be good forever. But the bottom line is you, you you're playing in a fucking you're you're practicing in a 1970s tennis bubble. Like it, your, 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 uh, yeah. owner has not shown suddenly this change of soul where now t- it's like, you're going to have to hand burrow a huge fucking deal. And you're probably going to have to hand chase a huge fucking deal. You're you, you like, even if, even if you had Steve Cohen and you wanted to pay all the people, there's a salary cap in the NFL and you can't now, Joe Burrow could wake up one day and say, I'm going to be, I'm going to literally never pay for a meal in Cincinnati for the rest of my goddamn life and not ask for half a billion dollars. 
But I don't think Joe Burrow is going to do that. I think Joe Burrow is going to get a Patrick Mahomes deal. And the bottom line is your team overall is not going to be as good. It's just not. That doesn't mean that you're going to win the Super Bowl this year and that you're never going to win it again. It could mean that you don't win the Super Bowl this year and you do win it in the future because some other team with their quarterback on a rookie deal fucks up. They pair their quarterback on a rookie deal with Brandon Staley or, you know, there's a million different ways that this can go. But the bottom line is over like the Bengals right now, simply because of their quarterback situation, probably have the best roster top to bottom that's still left. And the Eagles are second because their quarterback is also on a rookie deal. And guess what? The Niners are third because they never paid a mega deal to a quarterback. And then the, the chiefs are fourth because they have a huge deal handed out to Mahomes. Travis Kelsey has a huge fucking deal. Like, it's the way it goes. And like the idea that you live in this reality where you're going to wake up every day and it's going to be Burrow and Higgins and Jamar Chase, like B Chase and Burrow are a pretty dynamic duo, but motherfucker. So is Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes. Where's he? Yeah. Well, we always say good quarterbacks, great quarterbacks. I should say make nobody's somebody's exactly. And, 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 and you, Burrow and you, and you, and you have to count on that. You have to count on that. And, and I mean, look, for, for Bengals, Bengals fans already know this. Mike Brown already said this a couple weeks ago. I mean, this is he's already saying it. He's he's predicting the future. This is his direct quote. He's going to have a long career, referring to Joe Burrow. We certainly want it to be here. I think his window will extend over his whole career. But there is the fact that when you don't have to pay the quarterback some extraordinary, extraordinary amount, that leaves room to pay other players more, and therefore you can keep more players that are good players. He's already saying it. And and here and here's the bottom line: the 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 quarterbacks that earn a huge deal is different from the quarterbacks that deserve a huge deal. In the NFL, I mean, my team's in this situation right now. We're going into an offseason where the quarterback earned an extension. He earned one. Now, an agent is going to say, hey, this is what happens. The quarterback who earns an extension gets a top five deal. And then the next five quarterbacks who earn an extension get a top five deal. And then the next five quarterbacks who get an extension get a top five deal. And at some point, a team has to say, listen, he's earned an extension and we'll give him one, but not to the tune where it hurts us. Yeah. And, and, and that's where the Giants are right now. There's two or three guys alive at any given moment, two, three, four, maybe guys call it even your top, your true top five every year who you say, we will take our chances with the parts that we will be able to assemble around him. Um, but we have to pay this guy. And right now I'll just say this. I know, I know that there's Eagles fans out there that are fucking 
oh, everybody said, you know, how good is Jalen Hurts? Well, when Gardner Minshew came in, he showed you that Jalen Hurts is the MVP of the league. Here's the bottom line. And, and I say this truthfully and honestly from my soul. I kind of want nothing more than the Eagles to be like, we think Jalen Hurts is a fucking god and we're going to give him $400 million. Because guess what? That actually, in my opinion, I think helps the Giants. The same way as Eagle, like, God, Eagles fans would jizz in their fucking Wawa sandwiches if Daniel Jones got $400 million. And and I would kill myself. Yeah. No, for sure. And, and you, you know, when it comes to these contracts, right, you have, you have what? Is the rookie deal four years and then an option for a fifth, I believe? <laughs> right. But you also want to get ahead of the curve. Correct. And that's what's crazy. The Patrick Mahomes deal at the time was the highest in football. Guys, he's got – we just went over it last episode or episode before. There's, what, four quarterbacks who make more guaranteed than him? Patrick Mahomes' deal, he only gets $141 million guaranteed, isn't that bad. And if I'm the Bengals – I do it this offseason, right? No matter what happens Sunday, they've been to back-to-back AFC championships, at least one Super Bowl. He's played three years. I'd pay Burrow now because guess what? He's only going to cost that much more after next year or after the fifth year. That's what I would do. And and I agree. Like You're not going to be able to keep all those guys. Just trust that he's going to make those guys better, just like Patrick Mahomes makes everybody better. Yeah, and 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 if you go to a Joe Burrow, if you're the Bengals GM, you know it's a conversation, and he's a smart, <laughs> right? He's a, but he's a smart guy. He's a he's a smart guy, and if they were smart, they'd go to him and they'd be like, Joe, listen, is is the is the move that you want us to do? Do you want us? You're you're essentially deciding. Do you want us to give Chase? the fucking the 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 mega deal and then we're literally going to have to your other receivers are going to have to be whichever rookie we draft on any given fucking year and this spare part that this this slot receiver that's falling off and we can get on a fucking you know one year deal or a two year deal or you know do you want us to try to spread the money around and give you like a you know um a fuller wide receiver core and whatever. And it's like, I'm sure the connection that he has with the guy he played with in college, he's going to say, yeah, give me Jamar Chase. But like, that is the the kind of for sure conversations you have to have. Yeah. I mean, the chief, the chief situation truly is amazing. They obviously haven't won a Super Bowl since Mahomes was paid, but they've been to another one. They've been to another AFC championship. Like they have just maintained such a great team because of their quarterback, you know, at the end of the day, but in the end, you know, when you're a team uh, like the chiefs and when you're a team like this Bengals team going forward, and when you're a team like the 49ers, you know, uh, obviously the Eagles are just now getting the, of the four teams left, the Eagles have just entered the mix as in terms of contenders and who, who's to say whether or not like they'll extend on for the next few years, depending on obviously what happens with the Hertz situation. But when you're a team like the chiefs to go back to the, they are truly a super bowl or bust team, right? Like 
if you don't win the Super Bowl, what the fuck are we talking about? And then, and the bottom line is, when when you look at uh, the Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl, they lost because their offensive line. Yeah. They didn't, and 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 people say, "Oh, Patrick Mahomes' contract didn't even kick in." Yet. Well, guys, I don't know if you know anything about talented free agents, but talent, really good free agents, don't sign for with teams for one year. Oh, we we could have spent seventy million dollars on one lineman if we wanted to. Yeah, go find a lineman that's going to come sign with your team for one season. You have to make decisions that that track out long term. You can't just say we're going to give Patrick Mahomes a deal that extends out over the next 10 years and we're going to give these linemen a deal that like you can't ha- say you can't you literally can't make deals that's put you over the cap triple over the cap five years from now. It's illegal. Yeah, you know what sure. I mean? So even even with Mahomes contract not having really started taking up that huge part of your cap number, you still can't sign dudes to long term deals that are also going to coincide with when he does hit that long cap number it's it's you know it's truly like when you look at the nba it's one star two star fill out your roster in the nfl because it happens because you can get an elite quarterback and and have him play at a high level straight out of the draft. In the NBA, it takes years for a star to be like, hey, I'm here and I can carry a team. In the NFL, you can build a great squad and just add a quarterback and immediately be a contender. So in the NFL, the financial situation is like the probably the number one most important thing in the financial situation is how is your quarterback being paid and or is he even being paid yet? And and this is the, the truth is this is why I love the NFL so much, right? Because it's the most fair league. I mean, you you know, I, I guess I don't know enough about the NBA, but as far as how how this works out is it's a bottom up league, right? <clears throat> they, they make it fair for everybody. It's a bottom up league, and I think that's why so many Bengals fans were butt hurt, being like, "We don't want to suck," because that's the truth. The Bengals sucked, and they got Burrow, and right. then they sucked again. Right. And they got Jamar Chase. It's like you get these great players, these generational type players, because you sucked. Now you have to hit on them, and 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 I and I want people to remember, guys. A lot of it is luck. You have to say that the Bengals have had four number one draft picks since 1995. Kajana Carter shredded his knee, no career. Dan Wilkinson, defensive tackle from Ohio State. Pretty much a bust. Carson Palmer, I would say he earned that number one. Obviously didn't, you know, that could be up for debate, but I'm saying he put up the numbers. They went from the complete seller to they're consistently making the playoffs. And then obviously Burrow is a generational type quarterback. But the point is they've had four number ones. And you could, you could say they hit on two. You can argue the Palmer, but obviously they hit for sure on Burrow. Burrow's am- amazing. Generational type quarterback today, right now, today. And like, let's take, let's take high ankle sprain out of it and let's take contract out of it and let's take age out of it and whatever today. If, if I told you you were going to have roster X, you can't see any of the players. Everybody's healthy. One game to win. 
You taking Burrow over Mahomes already? Am I? No. No. Me either. But, 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 I think the Bengals have a great shot to win this game. And the, the, the simple fact of the matter is, the Bengals are not a better run organization than the Chiefs. They're not. They never have been. They probably never will be. But the reason the Bengals have a real shot to beat the Chiefs, forget the ankle injury, is because Joe Burrow's on a rookie deal and Patrick Mahomes is not. The end. Yeah. For sure. And and and, and that's why the Bengals their top, roster is yeah, better. It's better. It's better. The Bengals roster, offense, defense, special teams, top to bottom. The Bengals have a the Bengals have the best roster. I've been saying that of the four remaining teams. And top to bottom, the Eagles are probably second. Correct. And top and because they haven't paid their quarterback. And top to bottom, the 49ers are probably third because they paid Jimmy Garoppolo some $20 million fucking cap hit for one year. Sure. And then fourth, overall, best roster, probably best player still playing, obviously, because he's probably the MVP of the league and is probably year in and year out the LeBron James type most valuable player to any team um, is Patrick Mahomes. But they also have... It, 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 like it is directly related. The Chiefs have the single best player in football. They also are a team that can make it to five straight AFC championship games and host them because they have that guy. Also, when they get there, they'll have the worst of the four rosters left. Yeah. And by Which, the way, Bengals fans, you're going to be that team. Yeah. Probably and, next year. Yeah, and guess what? E- Eagles fans, you're probably going to be that team in yeah. three years. Yeah, it's it's like I said. That's the reason I use the word luck. I mean, it's a lot of luck on your number one pick. It's 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 almost crazy. You have to be timely on when you suck. It's true. You you could have drafted Baker Mayfield number one. No, you didn't get Baker Mayfield. Two years later, you got Joe Burrow. Like you, yeah. I, and I'm not trying to be a dick to any of these teams, but you almost have to suck at the right time. Let me ask you something about the four teams left, Andy. Over the next five seasons of these four teams, which one appears in the most conference championship games? Over the next four seasons. Over the next five years. After this. Which team? The Chiefs. You think so? I do. Chiefs or the Niners? I was going to say the Niners. And I was going to say the Niners because the Chiefs have Mahomes, which is going to give them a great shot to be there. But now the Bengals have Burrow. And the Buffalo Bills have Josh Allen. And all these teams have blah, blah, blah. But the Niners, the Niners just did it with Brock Purdy. And guess what? They're going to go into this fucking offseason going like, we don't know who our quarterback is. And what a great financial situation to be in. Hey, Trey, oh, Trey Lance, you're going to want money soon? We, we don't even know if we want you. Brock Purdy, oh, you had a nice little run? What if what if Trey Lance is cheaper? We, we, we literally take Mr. Irrelevant and we make him the fucking quarterback of the team. So you're not going to come here and ask us for $500 million because you ain't going to fucking get it. Yeah. We did it with Jimmy G. 
we did it with Brock Purdy. We're gonna. Well, you don't think there's another fucking kid out there that we can go find in the fucking draft and do it with again, and keep the defense strong and keep the fucking for sure. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Either you have a great quarterback or a great system. And some have both, like the Kansas City Chiefs, right? They have a great system and a great quarterback. Let's let's get to the games. So we do have the Niners and Eagles first up on Sunday. What time is that game? I believe it's 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock Eastern. 3 o'clock Eastern. Correct. I'm going to have to go straight from Westchester Airport somewhere to watch that game in New York. Philly's sitting at about two and a half point favorites right now. I like the Niners in this game. You do. I, I like the Niners in this game, and I like but the the thing that gives me the slightest amount of pause is that this game's being played in Philly. If this game was being played in San Francisco, I'd I'd almost guarantee uh, a Niners win. The fact that it is west to east and it is in Philly does, I think, give Philly a great shot to win this game. But I like the Niners, and I'll tell you why. I think the Niners' defense – I mean, first of all, Philly's defense is great as well. And Philly's defense and pass rush against a rookie quarterback is going to be a factor. And I think this is going to be a great game. Uh, But – and – you, you know, if you're a Philly fan out there, you're going to be like, yeah, well, we didn't, we don't need a dynamic offense to beat the shit out of the New York Giants. That's true. But I've watched a lot of Eagles games over the, over the season. And, uh, they're, they've won a lot of games on talent alone. Offensively, their scheme does not impress me. I know that that seems insane considering their record, but it does that like there's a little too much on Hertz being able to run the ball. There's a little too much on if they don't run the ball. Well, what happens? There's a little bit too like the, the, the we're in third and four, we're just going to throw a bubble screen and our receiver is going to make one guy miss it's third and eight. We're just going to chuck it downfield and our our all pro receivers are going to win 50-50 ball. That shit's not going to work against the Niners. I just think the Niners scheme defensively is is way more elaborate than the Eagles scheme offensively. Now, the same can be said on the other side of the ball. Obviously, the the Eagles have a great defense and again, we are we do have a rookie quarterback. And everybody, you know, yourself included, saying maybe this is the game Purdy blows up and the pressure gets to him and he throws two picks and whatever. I'll say this, not because I believe in Brock Purdy, but I just think Jalen Hurts hasn't faced a lot of pressure this year. I would almost be inclined to say I think there's it's a coin flip that this could be the two pick five sack Jalen Hurts game just as easily as it could be the two pick five sack Brock Purdy game. Yeah. And I understand that, but I disagree. Like, I think, I think the Eagles win. I think it's a good game. I think Purdy, let's not forget. This is Brock Purdy's. He's played great. And maybe I'm just a doubter 
just because I, I just am just playing the law, you know, just, just, just I'm playing the odds game here. Like he's bound to have one. I just think it's his first road playoff game. Philly's not an easy place to play. No. Cross the country on the road. It's going to be tough. And for that reason, I think the Eagles win. And I understand what you're saying. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have his hands full. But I fully believe the Eagles win this game. And I think they make it to the Super Bowl. But I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a good game, too. And I think it's obviously going to be fairly low scoring. I, do, I Obviously, I don't know what the over-under number is off the top of my head. And, and it's hard to say. It's 46. Oh, yeah. It's hard to say. I like. I I don't necessarily think it's going to be under, but I think obviously with such a low number, that that's going to be right in there. It's going to be a twenty-one seventeen game. You know, it's going to be a you know a a twenty-four twenty-one game. Like it's going to be it's going to be relatively low scoring to me. And again, and I'll just repeat myself. I think the game in Philly is a huge factor. Yeah, but I think if this game was in San Francisco, I'd be wildly on the Niners because I just think scheme for scheme, like I like, I like the I th- I think both defenses are going to play really really well, but I have a lot more faith in Shanahan scheming against a great Eagles defense than I do Sirianni scheming against a great Niners defense. I just think that there's a lot of like hope and a prayer with the Eagles offense when it actually has its back against the wall, which it's just manhandled a lot of team, a lot of bad NFL teams this year with just on talent alone. And it doesn't, it is just not that dynamic for me. Now, maybe they've just been sitting on that the whole year and they haven't needed it because they can just run the ball down your throat and throw fucking little bubble screens or chuck it two you know two fade patterns on each side on third and eight and let your receiver go up and get it but man tough strategy to me against such a talented Niners defense yeah and I agree with you and Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts being able to run the ball is going to be able to counteract a lot of that yeah but also dangerous game well look I I know anything if I know anything about Bosa uh, I don't think we're, we're going to have to, I, if, if I know anything about the Bosa family, if Jalen hurts is running, uh, toward the sideline, nothing, nothing to me about, uh, penalties or anything like that's going to stop him from throwing him through a fucking, you know, bench. Yeah. And I agree. If this game's in San Francisco, I'm going with the Niners. That's one of the main reasons I'm going with the Eagles. I think it'll be a good game. I'm expecting a good game. I want a good game, but I'm giving the edge to the the Eagles in this one. Now, the next one, I don't know who to pick. It's a tough one. The Bengals are currently a point fave. They opened as a point dog. Obviously, it just moved. Bengals fans were betting. People were betting on the Bengals. Mahomes, you know, you know, it's one of those question marks, Joe, because it – I know we both agree his mobility greatly affects this game. A hundred percent. It really is. I mean, this is really the Mahomes ankle game. I, 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 there's been so much given to uh, it's, we're going to burrow head 
and three straight wins against the Chiefs and against Mahomes and all that. And that's all well and good. And I think that the Bengals have the better roster. And I think that the Bengals, like, it, it's the only, it's probably the only team in football where the gap between Mahomes and the opposing quarterback isn't so great that it balances it out. Like, I think that the idea that the Bengals are favored in this game isn't as crazy as everybody's acting like, oh, it's a, it's, a, it's Mahomes injury and it's whatever. But it's like, the other thing is just, man, all, all these games and all these years, like the fact that they've, I'd be more confident in the Bengals if the Bengals were two and one in their last three games against the Chiefs than if they were three and out. And you nailed it. And, that, and that's where I feel. They're three and oh, and they've all won them by right a field goal. So that's where I'm definitely hesitant to pit the Bengals because I say, are they going to? And I did this earlier in the season. I said the same thing. I said, I just don't. And you and I both agreed. I said, I don't see the Bengals beating the Chiefs and in particular Patrick Mahomes three times in a row. And they did. And a lot of people will argue that was their most complete game of the year. Maybe not until this past week against the Bills from both sides of the ball. That's where I'm hung up on. Are they going to beat them? I don't ankle or no ankle. It's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but ankle or no ankle. But fucking that's very much to me. The conversation. It's like ankle. And I think that the Bengals are good enough to beat this Chiefs team. And here's what I'm going to like. Here's the thing. I think the Bengals win because I think it's the ankle. I also think the Eli Apple thing is real. That is a factor. That, that no, that I'm is, being serious. It's yeah, a jinx, is, dude. No, that is making me want it. That is making me want to take the cheat. Listen, I think this game is a coin flip. I have gone back and forth on whoever on this game so many fucking times. To me, it's just so fucking hard. Like he couldn't even. He, he was hobbling the hand off the ball. Now, have it, you been paying attention lately? In terms been, of, you know, I've seen he looks fine. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? It's, it's going to be a great game. I'll tell you what. Um, if if the Eagles win, the whichever team wins from the AFC is my favorite football team of all time. I'll buy a fucking jersey. Like I'll I'll make Randy fucking send me the TJ Hushmanzada fucking All Pro jersey. Like I'm like. If it's Bengals, Eagles in the Super Bowl, like, let's go. If it's fucking Chiefs, like, the next thing I, you know, I'll have a Travis Kelsey jersey by fucking Monday. But I've gone back and forth so many times in this game. It's so fucking tough. But it's like, I mean, gambling-wise, I'll probably fucking tease the game one way or the other because I don't, it's, like, I don't, I'm not going to pick one of these teams just win by a fucking point or lose by a point or whatever. Um I've gone back and forth on it so many times. It seems crazy to me. And you brought up the Eli Apple thing. It's ridiculous. But it seems crazy to me. It's like, man, is Mahomes fucking hurt? I, I don't know. I've got, I mean, I'm about to go back and forth on it. I'm like, did, 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 you know what? Maybe the Eli Apple thing. Maybe the Chiefs fucking win. Am, well, I going under, am I going underdog, underdog? I don't know. So I bring up the Eli Apple thing because he has been tweeting nonstop talking so much trash and of all the people that would do that i just don't understand why it would be eli apple because because that's who he's been the whole time right and i just pulled up his twitter feed 
So Eli Apple, since the Bengals beat the Bills, I'll scroll down here. He's just been talking so much trash. Yeah. Which is like, dude, what are you doing? There's also, it's it's funny because it's also a thing. It's like, Eli Apple isn't focused on the Chiefs. And that's, and that's my point. And let so, me also, let me also take them. I know we have a lot of Bengals fans who listen to this. You like, you can be a fan of a team and you can be a fan of a player and you can even support Eli Apple because he's, he's on your squad and you're whatever. Don't be delusional. Don't like the, the heart hands. It was a DeMar Hamlin dig. He's not a fucking idiot. I mean, he is a fucking idiot, but like it is like that was gross. Well, I agree. It's, and, and, it's and disgusting that's right now. He's a fucking, he's a loser for it. He, he, I hope he gets burned because of it. I'm he kind will. of, I'm, I'm almost fucking rooting for the chiefs because of that tweet alone. Oh, you know what? It wouldn't, you know, he wasn't doing the hard hands because uh, you know, Cancun on three has been something. The th- yeah, I agree. The three has nothing to do with Demar Hamlin, but the, the hard, hard hands, hands does. Do. And it's fucking gross. And also, you're quote tweeting the team you just played. You're quote tweeting Stefan Diggs for the Cancun on three. You're quote tweeting, you, dude, like you said, that's in the past. You've already beat the Bills, man. Your focus should be on all those receivers that Kansas City has. And, and, and I'll say this as well. I don't know why someone on that team, whether it's Zach Taylor or Burrow, somebody should be like, look, man. You know, and I'm not putting all this on Burrow, but I think it'd be good if Burrow pulled him aside and said, look, I'm the leader of this team. What the hell are you doing? You're, you're mocking DeMar Hamlin? That's 100% a dig at DeMar Hamlin. 100%. 100%. And and then he just keeps going with people. If, if you look through his, his oh, Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Listen, Eli Apple was drafted by the New York Giants. I know all, everything I need to know about Eli Apple. The dude is susceptible to getting fucking burned. Talks a ton. Dude, I mean, like, got burned in the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, he is a huge factor in the Bengals not winning the Super Bowl last year. And and, and for the record, as you scroll, th- as I scroll through his Twitter, for the record, guys, he... Also got burnt so bad in that Ravens game on that double move. I saw it live. Like seeing it live is one thing versus seeing it on TV. I was, I was there live. When he got burnt on that double move, you're like, what just happened? And you know he got burnt. You know he got burnt last week too. He was lucky. For those who watched the game, he got burnt on a move on digs. He was lucky. It wasn't Josh Allen's best pass. Yeah. And that's where I'm just like you, Joe. I'm torn who wins this game. And one of the main reasons I'm completely torn is because I think Eli Apple gives up one, two, I don't know how many touchdowns. He's talking way too much shit for someone who's bounced around the league. And you hate hate to see it because Bengals fans generally are pretty good. And then there's, you know, there's certainly this weird insecurity that, that they've had the last few years. But then, like, the, what are we doing? And, you know, uh, Randy sent us a message saying, oh, like, I wish fucking Eli Apple would shut up. Yeah, but you're also, but you, you, there's also the tweets out there defending Eli Apple and whatever. It's like, 
the the text to us are cool, but like, how come there's not more Bengals fans that are going, yo, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Not that he gives a fuck what his fans think or anything, but like, I agree, idea, man. It, it, you know, I always, we always go back and forth on like the delusional fan and the gross fan and the way everybody is like, you go under any of these tweets, the delusional Bengals fan underneath it. Who's like, you fucking butthurt. What about this? What about that? What about whatever? It's like, yo, he did the Mar Hamill tweet. Like, what is there no line where you guys will just be like, no, that shit is whack. He did the Mar Hamlin tweet. And, yeah. and, and then he tried to, you know, he's trying to back out of it. And with, with this follow-up tweet, all love and prayers and concerns to DeMar Hamlin as he continues to recover from that tragic incident. Never would I make light of that scary, unfortunate scene, but you did. You That's yeah. exactly what you did. Yeah. That's 100% what you did. Yeah. I'm guessing that some Bengals players talked to him. I would assume after all that shit happened. Who knows? But for someone who... For, for for a defense, Joe, that I consider a very, very good defense, he is one of the few liabilities on that defense. Let me ask you something uh, based on what we know about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelt, like guys like that. Do we think that there's a great chance that they target Eli Apple early yes. in the game just yes. to fucking yes? And and then by the way, let's say Eli Apple gets burned early in the game to, for a touchdown. Uh, uh, Giants fans, Saints fans, Bengals fans, if they target him early and he gives up a score, he's going to be a fucking disaster the rest of the game. I agree. I totally agree. That's where, again, I'm just torn. I know. If, if, if Eli Apple didn't do those tweets, I'd probably say I think the Bengals win, like with confidence. It's crazy that this is part of the factor, isn't it? But we know. But that's but that's like Dude, that's you know modern NFL sports. You know how competitive Patrick Mahomes is, how competitive Travis Kelsey, all those guys. You don't think they're watching this play out? Again, one of the few liabilities on that Bengals defense, I think they're pretty sound across the board. Dude, you're, you're like the main liability, I would argue, on that defense. You. Because when you get burnt, it's a touchdown. And that's why he talks all the shit he does whenever they win because he all he ever hears about is when they lose. That was him. It was him. It was him. Well, here's something I recommend everybody doing before this weekend's games. <laughs> Head on over to Prize Picks because guaranteed W right here, Joe. They're doing a special bonus offer. Joe Burrow is at half a yard. That's Hell what yeah. the that's what the play is for Joe Burrow. So hop on over to Prize Picks. They're basically doing a gimme for you guys. It was 265 and a half. They said, uh-uh, cross that off for a 99% off. It's at half a yard. So if Joe Burrow completes one yard against the Chiefs, you'll win that play and you'll just need to do another one. So go ahead and do that. Download Prize Picks today and play daily fantasy sports with us. Make sure to use promo code DIRTY when you sign up. Again, you can't beat that. All first-time users that deposit and use promo code DIRTY will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So if you deposit 100 bucks, Prize Picks will give you 100 bucks. 
So, so there's a guarantee right there. Joe Burrow at half a yard. You have Jalen. There's QB ones are interesting. Jalen Hurts at 242 and a half passing yards. Patrick Mahomes at 270 and a half passing yards. I I would do less on Hurts. Yeah. Burrow, Burrow, or not Burrow. Mahomes, again, I, I just, I don't know, man. I'll say this. If his ankle is significant, I, I don't give them much of a chance. Unless they run the ball. Yeah. But the Bengals, I assume, would just stack the box. Yeah. So are you are you kind of like me where you're? it's like tough to make a pick right now? Or it really you- is. It really is. I mean, I was literally like on the Mahomes ankle. I'm on the Bengals. Then literally you remind me Eli Apple. I'm like, oh, God, the Chiefs. I, the, the, the tough thing is like. If I go dogs, if I go, what, what's crazy is if I go underdogs, it is one home team and one away team. I'll be here. Here's, I mean, obviously my rooting interest, I'm rooting for the 49ers. I'm really not, I really don't have any rooting interest in the game, in the Chiefs Bengals game. I'm wondering who I will like. You know, even when you say you have no rooting interest, you start watching the game, and you're like, who am I rooting for? It's like, in a way, I don't want to see the Chiefs there again, you know? Um, but also the Bengals were just there last year. Do I really want to see the Bengals again in the Super? Like, I'm not sure my rooting interest. Um, yeah, dude, I can't, I can't, it's, it's tough. I'm, I, I hope it's a good game. Yeah. I guess <laughs> in a way, I guess I it's fine. No, in a way, I guess I'm kind of rooting for the chiefs because of fucking Eli Apple. Let's go. You know what Eli Apple is? He is the. Let's go. I'm picking. I'm picking the two underdogs. I'm picking the Niners and the Chiefs. Eli Apple's the guy. You know when like there's a big brawl, and maybe two people end up like two people with the heart of it. He's just the hype man in the back, jumping up and down. Like he's almost the guy who he he didn't do anything to help. You, you know, you're in a group project for school. And the four and, other guys. And, yeah, so it's it's like you have a, you have a group project at school, and you get an A, and he celebrates by mocking the kid who almost died in the other group project. Yeah. But, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what he is. Yeah. You're like, what are you doing? It's like, what, what is doing? this, dude? You can just get an A. You don't need to worry about the other group. Nah, the other group had a guy who almost died. Fuck them. If they lose this game, and if he gets burnt at all. That Eli Apple curse will be real. I just, I just don't get it, man. Future boxing match: Eli Apple, Tamar Hamlin, refed by Rocky. Yeah, I'm rooting for the guy who's not a piece of shit. <laughs> they need a Tulsa King to cl- clean yeah. up that Bengals locker room. That's yeah. what they need. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm going to split you guys into groups. Everybody over here on the right side. Okay. Now walk over to the left side of the room if you've ever mocked the guy that died recently. Not so fast, Eli Apple. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're on a uh, time crunch here. We got to talk Nathaniel Hackett to the Jets, though. Let's do it. Well, I mean, to me, and I think everybody would agree, this is an obvious play for Aaron Rodgers, correct? 
I'd assume so, right? And I don't hate it. I don't hate it. First of all, um, Nathaniel Hackett, obviously not cut out to be a head coach. Second of all, Nathaniel Hackett, I think, uh, became some sort of scapegoat for uh, Russell Wilson, you know, uh, the Russell Wilson uh, fraud coming out party. Uh, he, he, she sure took a lot of heat. He, it was like somehow this was Hackett's fault, um, that his quarterback refused to wear a fucking wristband or call run any of the plays that the fucking head coach called. So, uh, there's that, but also, so to me, it's, I love the move because I think it's a clear and obvious play for Aaron Rodgers, And I think Aaron Rodgers to the jets is fucking a great move. Like if they, I'm not saying I think it happens. I'm saying anybody that is poo pooing on the idea is insane. Like Aaron Rodgers Rodgers is not washed. Also, you're going to lose your bet if that happens. Yeah, probably. Um, which is, would be a shameful way to fucking lose it. Um, but, um, is the, unfortunately for jets fans, is anything more Jets than hiring Nathaniel Hackett to get Aaron Rodgers and not getting Aaron Rodgers? I like the move if it works out. If it doesn't work out, it's the most Jets thing that ever happened where you hire an offense coordinator who's probably not qualified to be an offensive coordinator and you don't get the guy who you're trying to get, which is the sole reason you hired him. Yeah. No, you're right. That would be the most Jets move, and that's what will happen, knowing their lock. But I don't hate the move based on the idea that, like, any other team does this, and I like it. Can you imagine him with that defense? That's what I'm saying. It'd be pretty crazy. The other, talk, about a, talk about a shakeup. Also, talk about a shakeup for the AFC. Here's which is the already other, loaded. With here's the other. Here's the one other thing. You tell me because I'm not sure. Does the the simple fact that Brett Favre went to the Jets hurt Ooh. hurt Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets? Is it a little too like on the like? What are we doing here? Like, that would you, be crazy. I never thought of that. I don't think it helps. I don't know. You know, Aaron Rodgers, he, he's an interesting guy. He's tough to figure out. I, I Who knows what's going on in his head? Yeah. Like, does he play if I were Aaron Rod- If I were Aaron Rodgers, I'd love to go to the Jets. I know it's the Jets, but it's like... You have a chance to make it not same old Jets. Also, Patriots are down. Miami, they're a fucking they're one more quarterback hit away from being, you know, a perennial fucking dumpster fire team again, where there's they're starting Skylar Thompson for the next fucking decade. And the Bills, man. I mean, look at the Bills, you know. The, the the GM straight up on fuck he's out there going like it's it's tough when you're gonna fucking pay a quarterback. 
Not yeah. the not the worst division to just slide into. I mean, no. it's not it's not the NFC South or the AFC South, but it's a lot better than joining the AFC North. It's a lot better than joining the NFC East. It's a lot better than joining the fucking AFC West. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, obviously, again, you you have some really good quarterbacks in that conference. It's way more stacked quarterback wise in that conference. I'll be very curious how everything plays out with both Rodgers and Brady. I just don't understand why Brady would play again, dude. Brady. Hang it up. Yeah, because he's mentally ill. Seriously, I don't know. I'd like to see it. You know, I'll, I'll say it on record. I think it'd be fun to see him on the Jets. Yeah, me too. Got young weapons. Great defense, a Great fun, defense. fun coach, good coach. I'd like to see it. I don't know the rules in New York these days. If he's, you know, would be required to be vaxxed to go to like Knicks games or something like that. But no, just do some ayahuasca, center yourself, go join Bill Walton in his tent, do some mushrooms. Piece it together. For the record, somebody has put in a request much earlier in the show. Eventually, we're going to have to get, apparently, Bill Walton and Stallone on the show together. That might be a tough, tough yeah. pull. That, that'll, that'll be tough. But I, I feel like they, I feel like those two guys would get along. Yeah. You really that. thought uh, what's happening over here? <laughs> well, I don't understand. You got, a, you got like a TP, like toilet paper. This is dumb. The hotline is 310-359-8365. Give us a ring. We didn't get to calls this episode, but I have a few in the dock. We'll get to next week. So give us a ring there. Follow us on social at The Dirty Sports. We're on YouTube. Subscribe today. I am at the Dead Crow Comedy Room in Wilmington, North Carolina this weekend. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Headline and probably doing an hour. Um, so excited for it. One of the best clubs in America, truly such a cool room. One of the, um, one of the, like one of the clubs that makes you feel good about comedy. They don't all make you feel good about comedy. Some of them you're like, ah, it's fucking corporate and it's whatever dead crow comedy room puts, you know, the, they, they, they go from a playbook that I really, really appreciate, which is we put on good comics and we let everything else happen the way it happens they're giving your boy joe perino a chance to headline this weekend two shows friday two shows saturday link is in my instagram at joe perino uh you can follow me on twitter at fix your life i've tweeted out recently um the the ticket link to there um at joe perino on all social media except for twitter where i'm at fix your life joe forward slash shows for my schedule this weekend, Wilmington, North Carolina, Dead Crow Comedy Room, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Next weekend, I'll be in San Francisco for Sketchfest doing um, one show where I'm just doing a spot uh, on what's called The Setup, a very famous uh, San Francisco comedy show. That I believe that's on Friday. And then Saturday, your boy is going to be doing some stand-up and hosting a sketch show at Sketchfest. So uh, come out and see that if you're in San Francisco. 
after that, I will be back in and around Southern California for a while uh, doing uh, San Diego for our boy Josh Nelson's show, uh, Madhouse Comedy Show, uh, Madhouse Comedy Club, and then in and around L.A. And then early March, for you dirtballs that are living in a state that I have one of, I believe it's four or five states I have not been to, Montana. The great state of Montana. I've never been inside you, Montana. Well, I will be. March 10th, Friday, March 10th, two shows. That last best comedy show in Bozeman. Come out and see me in Bozeman, Montana. We're checking states off the list, guys. It's a beautiful state, for the record. Beautiful I state. think after Montana, all I'll have left is North Dakota, Minnesota, and Hawaii, maybe? Cool. All right. Well, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>